Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bond, and this is a podcast about video game news, speculation, reviews, and whatever else I feel like chatting about. This week, we'll be talking about anticipated 2023 games, where the Division Heartland is, some Mass Effect chat, and much more. A few things before we get started. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, and if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please review the show. On YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment down below with your thoughts about anything, or just say hello. A huge thanks to supporter-level patrons PK, The Dawn, Cage Nephilim, and special thanks to producer-level patron Hassan. If you are interested in supporting the podcast and getting ad-free episodes, check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel for one, five, and ten dollar tiers that get you all unique perks. Okay, so let's get into the news which there isn't much of. So I'll mostly be talking about the games that I'm excited for for 2023. Uh, And I have them in alphabetical order. This isn't all of the games coming next year, obviously. There may be big games next year you're excited about that I'm not super worried about Final Fantasy and you know things like that. So this isn't supposed to be every game, but it's the games I'm excited about. Uh, The first one is Alan Wake 2. Um, So I have never actually played an Alan Wake game, but I have recently watched a streamer I really like, uh, his name's Mike Minotti, uh, play through the first one and its DLC, and this is a game that looks like it's going to translate really well to today's kind of gaming landscape, also kind of assuming they're going to modernize it in a lot of ways. Um, it, It seems like that kind of story puzzle driven kind of creepy but not like horror necessarily third person action adventure game um this is the type of game that uh, you'll see often from like the sony first party games but this will be a third party game so we'll be able to experience it on all platforms including xbox um this is one that i'm just really interested in even though i don't have a deep connection to it Uh, i worked at gamestop in my college years when the first game was really popular and it's one of those things that like i I always knew people really enjoyed it but i never actually partook myself so um i'm probably not super interested in playing the old one at this point but i am really interested in alan wake 2. Uh, The next one is Ark Raiders. This is one uh, It's being made by a Swedish studio. They had a really cool trailer. I think it was a year and a half or two years ago that just had um, a a, a really good um, kind of uh, song to it. Uh, The the trailer was just very good and very exciting. And it really... um, it just captured a cool feeling. Now, what's happened since then is that game, uh, Ark Raiders, was supposed to release in 2022. That didn't happen. Pretty typical story um, with delays and stuff. But what they actually did was um, the company who's making it uh, put out or is putting out like a multiplayer game that's monetized. And it kind of seems like the idea is that rather than taking outside money, they've decided to just put out another project they were working on in order to fund Arc Raiders. Um, We don't know much about Arc Raiders. We've seen what looked like 
in-game uh, trailer parts, but probably pretty early, uh, you know, development build stuff. Um, but it had a cool feel, and uh, I've had pretty good luck with studios from Sweden, and so that's a game I'm really excited to see more from, and more than likely play uh, once it comes out. Uh, kind of continuing a thing that I haven't had interest in in a long time, but I am peaked right now, is Armored Core 6. Now, this is a From Software game, uh, most recently known for Elden Ring, which was pretty universally game of the year besides people who just weren't into that or wanted to be a little different in their rankings um the the rumor around the town now though is that our great uh, armored core six won't be uh like a like an elden ring or a soul style game there was a lot of rumor that that's what was going to happen they thought that um, people thought that they would try to incorporate that gameplay style into the game, um, which wasn't like that in its previous iterations. Uh, but that's apparently not the case. So we'll have to see what a From Software game looks like that isn't a Souls game, and we'll have to go from there. Um, I'm excited about this. I want to see what, what this is going to be all about. Um, it's kind of well known that most of the Armored Core games like aren't really that good like they're fine um but from software is a different company now than they were back then so there's a lot of people with pretty high hopes and and pretty high standards at this point for what this game uh, could be and hopefully will be um another one that uh we'll see about is assassin's creed mirage um, this is a game that has been kind of touted as kind of a return to the old school Assassin's Creed games where Odyssey and Origins uh, and especially Valhalla really dove into the almost like looter shooter type of uh, mechanics and the very um, RPG but very uh, loose with realism and things like that where the old Assassin's Creed games um, tried to be very grounded and and feel really um, authentic, I guess. Uh, you know, the last couple of games have let go of that in a lot of ways, becoming very mystical and things like that. Um, Mirage is supposedly a return to the old school. Um, it's supposed to take place, I believe, in Iraq or Iran. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, I'm I'm really excited for this. I, I miss those old school games. I liked Assassin's Creed Origin. Um, and I was okay with Odyssey and I did not, I, I actually disliked Valhalla. So this is definitely a game that's reaching out to me. We know it's a game that's the first of a whole closet full of, um, games for the Assassin's Creed franchise, um, that, you know, earlier in 2022, they did a big blowout where they talked about a ton of those games, uh, mobile games, and uh, at least two or three, like, AAA, like, console games that would be coming out over the next couple years, um, with one of those being kind of more of the Odyssey, Valhalla style, and then starting to have these, uh, these experiences like Mirage, which will be more along the lines of what, uh, you know, like the Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3, and, and some of the older ones were, so... I'm excited for this. What's interesting about it is that Mirage is the only big time game I can think of, like coming from Ubisoft. Um, this is a big giant AAA studio that you 
kind of or, or publisher that you expect to have like big announcements and big games and stuff and at least as it stands right now it doesn't seem like that's the case so i'm really interested to see uh, you know we know that uh, the i'll talk about another game that will be coming from them but uh, as far as we know you know there aren't any other huge projects besides the avatar game um, set to come out this year so we'll have to see what happens with ubisoft um, Atomic Heart is a game uh, that we've seen a lot of wild trailers for. It has a very Bioshock-ish feel to it, um, while being like even more absurd and crazy. It's being developed by a Russian developer that I, I'm not aware of their other projects. Um, but seeing some actual gameplay and a lot of footage for this game already, it kind of looks like it could do what it's trying to do and be kind of like a modern-day Bioshock in a lot of ways that... Um, even the old Bioshock devs are making a game that looks less Bioshock than Atomic Heart. So this is one that's going to be on Game Pass and stuff. So I'm excited to check it out there. And uh, it's, it's one of those ones that I'm perfectly happy uh, to just turn my brain off and just dive into this weird, crazy game and, uh, and just enjoy it. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft before, we have Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. This was supposed to release uh, at the end of 2022, somewhat in conjunction with the release of the second Avatar movie. Well, that didn't happen. It got delayed to 2023. And we're still yet to see like a lot of like really defined like actual gameplay from this. I, we've seen like in-engine stuff. We know this is going to be running on a more modern and significantly upgraded uh, version of Snowdrop. That's the engine that notably the Division 1 and 2 were on as well as a bunch of other games. Ubisoft is really starting to adapt Snowdrop as one of their main engines. It's probably going to start to replace Anvil next in a lot of ways. And we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. But this Avatar game, um, I'm really excited for it. Uh, Massive, the same studio, is also working on a Star Wars game, which I don't think will release in 2023. My my guess is going to be 24 or 25 with that game. Um, but this Avatar game, it's it's interesting because it seems like a game that the the obvious answer is to do a big third person game, um, especially with the Navi and stuff like that, the native culture, the native species. Uh, but apparently it's going to be first person. Now, I believe I have seen things that I, I think maybe when you play as humans, which it sounds like we're going to play as multiple characters, um, that maybe that's third person um, information is pretty sparse with this game uh, we don't know a lot about what it's going to be or what it's becoming or has become um, regardless massive is a studio that um, is known for the division at this point um, but to me as a big division fan i really feel like there's lots of parts of the division that massive doesn't get credit for um, that it should with any of its contemporaries um, its environmental design um, a lot of its art uh, should in my very biased opinion be in conversation right up there with any of the biggest studios any of the sony studios um, you know rockstar with you know the red dead games and grand theft auto um, they're, they're, they're really masterful at a lot of things at massive and a visual feast like the Avatar series. Uh, it, who knows how good of a game it's actually going to be. I have high hopes. Um, but at the very least, I suspect this game is going to look insane. And I'm really excited to see that. Because it's also going to be a peek at the 
updated Snowdrop engine, which the Star Wars game will be on, and presumably of the Division 3, could be on one day. Dead uh, or Company of Heroes 3. Uh, this is a kind of a throwback to an old favorite genre of mine, uh, the real-time strategy genre. Um, I loved like Age of Empires, the original Company of Heroes, Company of Heroes 2, um, Command and Conquer, like all of these real-time strategy games I'm very into. The Company of Heroes games are especially fun because they're real-time strategies, but they're very, very tactical to the point where not only do you move groups of units around but you choose if they take cover inside a house or behind hardcover or behind soft cover or behind no cover at all and you can pick and choose very minute things about what they do um, and it's a hard game and it's a very satisfying game to get good at uh, and it's a frustrating game to get good at so um i'm a little leery i actually didn't like a lot of the changes company of heroes 2 made i felt like it um reduced uh like unit uh numbers too much i felt like they, they just like streamlined too much um and so i'm hoping that company of heroes 3 maybe gets rid of some of those changes from what i've seen so far it kind of doesn't look like they did and if anything some of the things i didn't like may have gotten worse but i'm gonna wait till it comes out to get too judgy about it um, but i am really excited to play it and to uh to play a new company of heroes game dead island 2 isn't a game i like really want to play i don't like zombie games i don't like first person games like dying light i couldn't care less about it um, but I'm just interested to see what happens with Dead Island 2. This is a game that pretty famously has been in development for like eight or nine years, um, has been teased multiple times, had a trailer many, moon, many, many moons ago um, that looked like it was like imminent. And then it's been like five or six years since then. So um, this is more of a game that I'm probably not going to play. But a game I will definitely be paying attention to just to see what the reception is and just to see kind of what people think of it. Um, Dying Light 2 got a pretty good reception, um, you know, lukewarm, but good. Um, and I'm kind of expecting the same from Dead Island 2. But I also see a lot of people having almost like morbid curiosity like myself about what in the world this game can be. So we'll have to wait and see. Another dead game is the Dead Space remake. Um, something that was uh, an interesting uh, line over the last few months has been um, a lot of people being like, oh, with the Callisto Protocol coming out, who even cares about the Dead Space remake? Well, now that Callisto Protocol is out and it's been shown that it wasn't quite the true like AAA billing it was kind of being promoted as, I think a lot more people are excited about the Dead Space remake now, especially knowing that they've um, added content, that they've smoothed out the whole experience. That, um, that, that a lot of the systems and mechanics are changing significantly to make it feel like a new game. It really seems like this Dead Space remake isn't just a, a cash grab um, to, to get people to pay for an existing product, but it seems like they really have made like the ultimate version of the original Dead Space. Um, one of my favorite things is seeing people compare the graphics from the original Dead Space um, to this remake because I heard a lot of people saying like, I mean, it looks good, but it doesn't look that much better than the original. And then they show those people what the original actually looked like because our brains do this thing where like I remember games from like the PS2 and being like, I mean, I think it looked pretty good. And then I'll go back and look at footage from those games now and be like, oh my God, like that's not what I thought it looked like. 
What's so interesting is that video games today are finally starting to look like what we thought video games looked like 20 years ago, but they didn't, they look terrible. Um, but now they actually look the way you thought they did. And I suspect in another 10 to 20 years, we'll maybe say the same thing. I think fidelity can only get so much better, but animations, efficiency, things like that, we'll see improve a lot. So this, uh, this, but anyways, this Dead Space remake, I'm excited for it. I'm not a big spooky game guy. I actually didn't like the Dead Space games when they first came out. I found them too difficult. And um, I, I think I'm a better gamer now than I used to be. And so I'm really excited to check this out. Um, fitting that space theme is a game called um, Deliver Us Mars. This is a one I'm a little bit leery about. Um, it's been delayed. We've seen just these like jaw-dropping trailers for this game that really makes it look like it's like a big deal. But it's coming from a small studio. We haven't actually seen that much like actual gameplay. And it's one of those games that I'm afraid it's going to come out and people are going to be like, eh, yeah, this is just like this like indie kind of neat experience, but it's shallow and, you know, the trailer showed all the best parts. Um, but I hope not because, uh, it looks really cool. And, and I really hope that maybe they surprise us and, uh, and put out something. The thing with a game like deliver us Mars is it doesn't have to be like an epic 30 hour experience. If they make it like a nice, like five hour, really cool experience that you maybe want to replay once or twice, that is actually probably more valuable than a mediocre like 10 to 15 hour game that you may not even finish. So Deliver Us Mars is one I'm just really curious about, uh, even if I'm a little skeptical about how good it's really gonna be. Diablo 4, uh, this is gonna be a fun one. Um, I was really into Diablo 2 when I was younger. Three just never really captured me and it looks like four is a big throwback to two. And so because of that, I'm really excited for this to come out. The previews I've seen look amazing. Uh, the, the way I've heard people talk about it, that have gotten to preview it, it sounds right up my alley. It's going to be that great fire it up, play it for 30 minutes, maybe jump on stream and play it. Um, you know, a game that I can get in, do some stuff, get out and come back whenever I want and play over years. Um, that's what I'm hoping for from Diablo. Um, and it looks like that's what we're going to get. So I'm really, really excited to check it out. And I'm really excited that like I can probably play on my PC when I'm just, that's all I care about. Or if I'm watching a podcast or doing other stuff, I can throw it on my Xbox, have pro cross progression and things like that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it plays on a controller. I, I always play Dead Island 2 or Dead uh, Diablo 2 on a keyboard. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in how Diablo uh, performs on a controller. Now, what a controller is essential for is Forza Motorsport. So we don't know a ton about this. Um, it, it's pretty assuredly coming in 2023. Um, we, we've seen some trailers from it and I mean, it looks gorgeous uh, and it, it not only looks good, like it looks like really good. Um, and the Forza games, I think are a very like approachable sim. Um, you know, like we had Gran Turismo, I think it was seven come out this year and I've seen people like say it was good, but all the reviews I saw is that it was good or it was like competent, but it wasn't exciting. Um, if anything, it seemed like it had like kind of a boring presentation and stuff, even though the game was pretty good itself. 
So um, uh, Forza does a really good job of presentation. And so even if, you know, say that their driving feels equally good, um, I, I think that Forza, you know, the, the, the developers really know how to, uh, from a UI and a presentation standpoint, really step up the game. And I'm really excited to play this and check it out. Um, it's been a while since I got really deep into a Forza game, you know, obviously besides, um, you know, the, their, their, their other uh, part of that series. Um, but I am excited to play it and I'm, uh, kind of excited to check it out. So, um, I enjoy a good racing game. Um, Hogwarts Legacy to me is kind of in the same area as Dead Island 2. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't care about that stuff. Um, but the game itself looks really great. Um, just as a game. Uh, but then there's also all the drama about JK Rowling and her being kind of an awful human. Um, and how people are kind of wrestling with the whole, like, you know, the developers put all this time and money and heart into making this game that looks like it's a competent game, but you know, some of the money is going to go to this awful person. But then if you look at basically any game or any dev or any publisher, you know, there's awful people associated with all of those who are going to make money from any game you buy. So like, it's tough. It's it, it's an interesting situation. I'm really curious to how it's going to play out. I hate knowing that like reviews are going to be tainted by that, but I also think that maybe that's understandable. It's a tough situation, um, and I'm curious to see how it plays out. And it's a game like I could get into if it sounds like the gameplay is really good, but even I, someone who's outside of that fandom, would feel kind of weird about paying for it, right? So we'll have to wait and see, um, but I am curious about just the whole atmosphere around that release when it comes out. Uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake I'm interested in. I never got into Resident Evil 4. I played all the games before it. I've played a couple games since, um, and, I, and I'm really interested to see kind of how that plays out. And, um, and uh, it, it looks like they've changed things that kind of pushed me away back in the day. And so I'm more likely to check out this remake because I really like the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, so if, if that's the kind of, you know, bump up it's had, um, I'll, I'll probably be checking that out, even though I'm not a big scary uh, scary game fan. Um, but Resident Evil 4 was a little more campy. It was a little more arcadey. Um, and, and if it keeps that feel, I may be more into it. Uh, Stalker 2 is another game that uh, the first one came out many years ago, has a huge, even to this day, modding scene around it. And the Stalker 2 game is a big deal. It's a bigger deal than most people are making of it. Um, it especially is a big deal because the developers are from Kiev, um, Ukraine. And so um, the game was supposed to come out in 2022. Obviously, with the war beginning there, they uh, moved operations to Poland. And most of the studio was able to go with them and continue working, but multiple members of the studio got conscripted to fight in the war to defend their homeland. Uh, and even just this week, there was um, some articles I saw about one of the main, one of the developers of the game who died uh, on the Eastern front of the Ukraine war. Um, and so if you can't tell me that that project isn't a very personal take, um, the game takes place in Ukraine around the Chernobyl area in a very alternate reality. Um, I'm, 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 I'm pulling for the game just because of the story around it, but because I've been excited for the game 
regardless of the story. Um, not to mention, they did put out a new trailer that really make that I think this game's gonna be out in like early 2023. Um, and it looks really good, like graphically, it looks great. Um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Um, this looks like it's gonna be a hardcore single player first person shooter kind of you know kind of sci-fi very gritty experience and and i'm here for it i'm very here for it uh the star of the show next year is starfield um the game I'm, i've been so excited about for years um you know i've seen some people poo poo and, and not have good expectations it's a bethesda game man even janky inefficient you know, mediocre Bethesda games are better than most games. And so I don't think that we'll use those words necessarily to describe Starfield, which makes me have even higher hopes. Um, but this game's going to be so great. Even if it's bad, it's going to be good. Like it's one of those things. And so, you know, obviously I'm waiting for a few more years for a, the new Mass Effect to come out. I need my, my, my space RPG, Western RPG, you know, uh, you know, inoculation, and it looks like this is going to be it in some capacity. And I'm really excited. There's no date. My guess is going to be like mid 2023, um, maybe even like spring ish. We'll have to wait and see. Um, the sooner the better for me. Very selfishly, I, I'm really excited to play Starfield, uh, and and I really hope it it steps up and surprises people because uh, there's a lot of people playing their hype very safely and being borderline unwilling to get excited about it. Not me, super hyped, ready to go. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, not a game I'm, I would traditionally be very interested in. We've not really seen gameplay, but their marketing around the game has been great. Uh, the trailers have been good. Um, I'm very interested in it. Um, they had a trailer that just released recently, and at least what they're presenting looks fun. Uh, the 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 attitude, the aesthetic, um, seems really interesting. Could it be a complete disaster? Absolutely. Um, and you know, with the DC properties as of late, that might just be what happens. But um, you know, I'll wait and see. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I don't even have a Switch, but I'm, I have this on my list simply because because it's it is what it is right um it, it, it's a zelda game the last one is arguably one of the best games ever made um and uh, until elden ring came out now now people talk about them in the same breath so you know this game has high expectations but you know as much as people give sony credit for having pretty consistent bangers with their first party games uh, nintendo is probably more consistent and even better um it's just a lot of gamers quote quotes see the, the nintendo as like the baby console or the baby game machine and i kind of get it and it looks terrible the old switch is way underpowered and but they, they're still putting out bangers and, and that's all they know how to do and they just keep doing it um so you know it, it's hard to bet against the zelda game so so those are the games i'm the most excited for even if it's just to observe what happens when they come out um if you're if you're checking this out on youtube let me know down in the comments what games you're excited for if you're listening to the podcast you know jump over into the discord let me know in there uh or even just over on twitter or wherever uh, and let me know what you're you're excited about um especially if i didn't cover it 
Okay, for some uh, quick bits of uh, other news, um, Escape from Tarkov had its .13 patch and a wipe. Uh, that means that they wiped everyone's accounts from the last big patch, and now you're starting fresh again. Uh, so my addiction has begun again. I'm I'm struggling to get really into it because I've just been really busy over the winter season. I suspect when things normalize next week, um, I'll have a little more time to, to really dive in. Um, you know, they added a new map. They added a bunch of new mechanics. There's still stuff people are discovering. Uh, the new map is just like, okay, like it's cool, but they, they really hyped it up to be this like huge thing. And it's probably one of the smaller maps in the game. <laughs> so, um, but it's still neat. Um, I, I, I'm just, this game gives me so much anxiety. I have a really tough time getting super into it. Uh, but yet I still end up putting in hundreds of hours of wipe. Uh, and I have, multiple thousands of hours in this game over the last two or three years so um you know if you're interested in tarkov it's not a bad time to get into it uh it, it's a brutal experience um but it, it's an interesting game um it i think any of the like like division players i think should be somewhat interested and i can't really say why it, it just seems like a game that complements that type of player a lot um, even though I, it has been interesting to see people who, who, who really portray themselves as big PVP fans in the division, uh, the escape from Tarkov is very unforgiving in its PVP and its PVE for that matter. And, uh, it's been interesting to see, seeing people come onto and drop off almost immediately of Tarkov because of how brutal it is. Uh, so if you're a division fan, uh, imagine the DZ, but actually brutal is what this entire game experience is like. It's very interesting. Um, but this patch so far, um, it's been running well for me. There's been mixed results on that. Um, but I definitely plan on playing quite a bit of it over the next, you know, at least few weeks, maybe a couple months. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Uh, the next thing is just a question for me of where is the Division Heartland? I know I've still got some Division fans who listen to this podcast uh, and maybe even people who aren't here for the Division but have heard of Heartland. I don't know where this game is. They've been extremely quiet on it without me breaking anything I've signed. I should know a lot about this game and I don't know anything. No, no idea what's going on. So take that for whatever it's worth for you. Um, you, you know, Ubisoft Red Storm uh, is, is the one making it. This is a really good studio who makes really high quality stuff. They made one of my favorite games ever called Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Um, I'm, I'm sure like if this game comes to light, it's going to be great, but I have to be totally honest in that the way it's been treated so far, I would say there's a chance it never comes out. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, more than likely it's fine. They're just have their nose down on the grindstone and they're just finishing it, but we don't know. So, um, you know, I, I feel like the last update for the Division 2 was kind of lackluster, and we have no idea when there's more, more content coming for that. We have no idea what's coming with a Division 3 one day. And so this Heartland is kind of the the thing that a lot of people are holding on to, and we don't know anything. Uh, and so, you know, let's hear something. Uh, for some Mass Effect stuff, um, I just want to talk about what my plan is with Mass Effect. So my guess is that we're going to get more Mass Effect news um, in June. Um, I suspect that EA will do an EA Play showcase either at E3 or Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. Maybe both. I don't know. Maybe separate. Who knows? So um, 
obviously, I think this year uh, that Dreadwolf is going to come out in 2023 for Dragon Age. Obviously, Bioware is going to focus a lot on that. But I do think that they will still throw us a lot of bones for Mass Effect. Because the honest truth is, Dragon Age is probably coming out this year. And I think we know more about the next Mass Effect than we do Dragon Age. Even though Mass Effect is probably three or four years away. Uh, It's weird. It's really weird. Um, and, And I suspect it will be alleviated once Dragon Age actually comes out. EA has definitely, over the last couple of years, started doing this thing where they... They really hold back information, and then they just kind of throw it all out, and then the game comes out. So that's probably what's going on with Dragon Age. Um, but for Mass Effect content, um, I, I, I don't think we'll ever go as long as we did from 2021's in 7 day to 2022's uh, without more info. So I suspect we'll get more info around E3 about Mass Effect. Obviously, next next in 7 day, we'll get more. And I think that Dragon Age will be out before the next in 7 day. Um, therefore, I think that's maybe when we start to see a lot more significant information come out. Um, you know, the name of the game. Uh, who's going to be in it, maybe even when or where it's going to be set. Um, I I think about a year from now is when we really start getting significant info. So between now and then, um, I'll be doing a lot of kind of, you know, looking back at old theories, you know, keeping an eye on hiring and things like that. Like I have been um, just kind of talking about some ideas or speculation I have uh, when it it comes to the old game, when it comes to Andromeda, when it comes to what we have heard so far, maybe throw out different theories. I'm setting up interviews and stuff like that with people who are creators for Mass Effect, with people who work at BioWare or work at EA to try to get you know, some content around that. I don't want to go full head over heels, uh, clickbait, and just make shit up. I, I, I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. I never have been. I never will be. Um, but I, I will speculate, right? And, um, and I'm excited to keep doing that. And uh, we'll see where we go. Okay, so listener questions. Um, If you have any questions that you want to ask for the podcast, you can do it in my Discord. The links for it should be in the description of the podcast or the video. You can also find a link for that uh, on my Twitter, at Bondiesel. And you can ask questions for the next week. You can propose your own ideas or thoughts, whatever. I'll talk about anything. So the first question here is from JubJub, um, who says, what do you feel about game-based movies? I love Harry Potter, but I'm not so hyped about the game. I believe they're talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I think they're a good opportunity, and I think that there's been really good examples. Um, This year, we have the Hogwarts Legacy. We have the Avatar game. I'm sure we'll have some other ones, too, that I'm generally excited about because they tend to have good budgets um, that, you know, the, the, the 90s and 2000s and even the 2010s had a lot of movie games that just existed for marketing and they were actually kind of bad. And so I think we're getting away from that. I think we're getting to a place where the games are taken more seriously. Um, and I think that's what we're going to get with the two games I talked about as well as further ones. Um, but being excited or not for it, it just depends on the property, right? Like I like Avatar, so I'm excited about that. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, so I'm not as hyped for that. Um, but overall, I think it's cool, and I think it's a good way to kind of do some cross marketing and things like that. 
Uh, then we have Master Prime uh, with their first question is, any games you haven't played in 2022 but you want to play in 2023? Uh, then he suggests Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's definitely one I need to play. I just know I need to do it and I haven't. Um, there's not really anything off the top of my head that I didn't play this year that I felt like I should have. Um, I know there will be games next year when it comes to Dead Space and things like that, that they'll come out. I may even buy them, but then I'll get onto my 15th uh, Mass Effect playthrough or something and miss it. But uh, so far, I feel pretty good. Um, and then Master Prime also asked, do you think 2023 will be a good year for Xbox? And my answer is it kind of has to be. Um, we should be getting games like Starfield. We should be getting games like Forza Motorsport. There's even rumors that we may get Hellblade 2 um, and maybe some other games. That needs to happen. They basically haven't released a big game, first-party game, since Halo. And even it has been a little middling. And so, you know, I like Game Pass. I've gotten m more than my value out of it. In 2022, my game of the year came from game pass which was a plague tale requiem but that's a third party studio um they need to start putting out content that's exclusive that that they have made for their players and uh, i think starfield will deliver i'm sure forza will I, I i'm very very excited about hellblade 2 but they they need to actually start getting that stuff out uh, the Out outer worlds 2 when's that coming um you know things like that like we need to know what's going on and uh, Perfect Dark, you know, games like that. So uh, I think it will be a big year because I think it has to be for Xbox. Um, so thank both of you for your questions, and I will um, be on the lookout for more questions next week. Uh, for content updates, um, I do have a new Mass Effect video um, that basically talks about how uh, different creators and fans are looking at the same information we've gotten so far about the next Mass Effect game, um, but have had very different takes and, uh, and have very different reactions and predictions and speculation about it. Um, I specifically note a video um, by Kala Elizabeth where she talks about Andromeda will continue and talks about how, in her opinion, a bunch of stuff we've heard so far really points towards Andromeda being a big focus of the next game. I made a video that kind of, you know, didn't push back on it really on hers, but more so presented a lot of the same things that she talked about in a different way that I've interpreted them very differently. Um, and I think that's a really fun thing right now is that, you know, depending on the person and their bias and their own hopes and desires and their own experiences and just their own takes, you know, we can all look at the same stuff and see different things from it. And until Bioware, you know, nails down more uh, information about the game, we can do this. Uh, we can all guess whatever we want. And I think that's really fun. Uh, and I think as long as it's done in good faith, uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's a fun thing to do uh, to have everyone kind of uh, enjoy their own perfect game uh, until we find out what it's actually going to be. So be sure to check out that video on my YouTube. Um, uh, and, and I'll have more Mass Effect videos up soon. I, I have three or four planned already. It's just a matter of you know, like recording them and putting them out. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, for this year, you know, this year was great for the podcast and, and just for me in general. Um, you know, for my personal life, things went really well. I was a little more sick this year than I would have preferred, but, you know, you take what you can get. Um, from a gaming perspective, I played some incredible games this year. I kept playing Mass Effect, you know. Um, 
And next year, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. This year for the podcast was really good. I felt I feel like I really found my identity with this podcast and and have it go in the direction I want to go. Um, I feel like I'm doing things really efficiently and in a high quality level right now. And I want to continue that next year. I want to do more interviews. I I want to continue to make the show more listenable. Um, There's not too many solo podcasts. So I have to, you know, start taking some lessons on how do you get people to listen to a solo podcast? I just don't have the time or the schedule to have another person on here. So how do I engage? How do I get people? Do I do shorter shows? Do I do more shows that are shorter? You know, whatever. I'm also doing interviews. I'm finding people to do in special episodes where we do get that back and forth. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be working on that a lot and, you know, I need your help with that. If you listen to the show, you know, when I ask for feedback, when I ask for questions, when I, you know, do those things answer, you know, you, you may be like, ah, someone else will do it, but they won't. I need you to. And the more interaction I have from the person listening right now, um, the better this podcast is going to be because I don't have that person sitting across from me, uh, giving me their take. I'm depending on you for that. So, um, you know, let me hear you. I, I want to hear you. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I'll, where I'll wrap up the podcast for this year. Thank you so much for listening this year. 2022 was a great year for the echo cast. Uh, I, I plan on continuing, uh, to do that. 2023 can be even better. And I'm uh, very excited for it. Um, kind of on that note, uh, that's where we're going to start to wrap this thing up. So I hope you have a happy and safe new year. Um, and I, uh, can't wait to bring you more shows and more content in 2023. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please rate the podcast. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like this video and comment down below, even if it's just to help the algorithm. You can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel, including on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and on Twitch. If you're interested in supporting the show, my other content, and getting ad-free episodes, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. Uh, One, five, and ten dollar tiers. I'm not asking for much. The one dollar tier, it's just a show of support, and that's super cool. That is all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.